Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of This Week in Innovation. I'm your host, Jeff Roster. Brian is off. I think he's traveling internationally today, and we are having an on, our ongoing series run up to NRF, and I am so happy to have the team from Rethink Retail join us. Hi, Gabrielle. Hey, hey Natalie. How are you doing today? Hi. Thank you for having us. Fantastic. Hey, why don't you each introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about what your company does and what you do at your company? Sure. And yeah, thanks again, Jeff, for having us on the show. I know you've come on our show so many times, so it's really great to be here with you today. I'm Gabriella Bach, and I lead content and production at Rethink Retail, which if you don't know, we are a multimedia outlet covering news, trends, events, and insights all across the global retail landscape. Hi, so I am Natalie Arana. I'm the Director of Brand Marketing and Communities at Rethink. So Gabriella gave a good intro on what we do. I can dive a little bit into what I do at Rethink. So I lead our thought leadership communities. We have our top retail influencers, which we have loved having you, Jeff, oh, be a part of for the past couple of years. These are people like Jeff, the most influential voices in the space. They have backgrounds as analysts or authors, consultants, academics, and all of that good stuff. And then our other community is the Global Retail Leaders, which we just launched. And that is invite only and it's executives at retail companies. They're really leading the vision and moving the industry forward. And when, when does the Global Leaders... Is, it, is that already published? Who's on it? Or Okay, cool. Yes. Check yeah, we out. just like about a month ago. So it's really solidifying that community that we've built the past couple of years with those retail executives. And do you plan on having the, uh, the thought leaders and the retailers at some point come together and have kind of, I don't know, kind of maybe have a little bash or something as to, yes. as to what, yeah, it'd be fun to see. Let of them course, take their, 100%. Let, let them take their shots at the analyst community and say, how did you get this so wrong? No, hundred um, percent, virtually and in person. So we're very excited for that. Yeah. So I'm really curious how do, how does an organization, a media organization like Rethink Retail, approach NRF or, or any conference? Yeah, Jeff. Well, I will say many sleepless nights of planning. <laughs> we really start planning six months in advance, honestly, to show up with different teams, video crews that we have going on simultaneously figuring out schedules, who we'll be interviewing, what sessions we want to cover, as well as all of the after event events that take place in the night. So there's so much going on. Just earlier today, we had a full hour long team meeting on NRF that could have gone even longer, but we had to actually hop on this. And then tomorrow we have another planning meeting and it's only November, but we already have all of our Monday booked out. Definitely starting early in advance and making sure that you have the crew available for the conference because it's so much more than just a showing up day of and figuring out what we're going to cover. And then, of course, there's so many inbound pitches that we receive. We have to scour through all of them and determine what are the tech companies that we want to meet with on site. Definitely a lot of logistical planning and coordination that, that has to start happening well in advance. Yeah, I agree. And when you look at what your marketing approach is, how to get the word out that you're attending, what we do is you start announcing on all of our channels, we are going to be there. We're happy to talk to you, whether it is beforehand in some type of preparation, road to NRF, road to this big industry event, on site, making sure we do get to cover whatever news you have that is tied around that event. 
And then, of course, after the fact, with all the recaps, there's a lot of preparation on letting people know that you're attending and then making sure you make the most of your time there with coverage that's going to last much longer than the event, the three days or four days of the event. Gabrielle, you said something interesting, inbound pitches. What is that? I assume that's what vendors pitching you, hey, here's what we're doing, come by. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They've already started rolling in, I would say, probably even last month they started coming in. All of the different exhibitors who will be at the show, they often have press agents or someone on staff who are reaching out to different media brands to try to gain coverage either before the show or at the show, which is something we're thinking about right right now as well. We're already planning for a huge report that we're going to be launching after NRF. So not only are we pre-planning, we're also planning for all of the post-show content that's going to happen in February after NRF. Yeah, lots of inbound pitches, startups who are looking for coverage, whether that be to come on a podcast or have a stop by their booth. Pretty much, yeah, hundreds, if not several hundreds that come in every week. So there's, I think last count, there's 800 vendors at the show. Mm -hmm. And you have what multiple people on the ground, probably a separate video team. Do you, have you calculated how many slots you have to interview? I know for me, I know exactly the number of visits I have. It, it's 28. I've already calculated out. I mean, it's the spreadsheet's built. What's the yes. max number of engagements you can have with the vendor community at NRF? Sure. Well, for us, it it's a little bit different because we also have our communities. So we'll be interviewing our different top retail influencers at the show. We will be engaging with different vendors at the show, as well as many of the retailers at the show and hosting live interviews. So we definitely have to find the balance between our influencer communities, interviewing retailers, and then working with startups and tech vendors as well. And that's kind of for all of the media that is attending events like NRF. So all of the media companies there, they're talking with vendors, the tech exhibitors, but they're also talking with the retailers too. So it's really about finding that balance between both of those worlds. For us right now, I would say we have about 22 slots that have been set aside for vendors. Wow. Sometimes that widens. It usually does widen wow. while we're only at the show. Only 22, huh? So I actually have more yeah. slots for vendors. But then again, I'm not worried. I'm not talking. I'm talking to retailers, but I'm not interviewing retailers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, and we mm -hmm. also have some of our clients that we work with year round that will be there. One of our big clients will be doing kind of a roving reporter series with them. On one of like Monday, for example, we'll have three or four different video crews all simultaneously covering the event either working with retailers or interviewing our members of our tri or working with one of our big clients doing a reporter series or working with all of the other different tech vendors who are at the show. Now, I assume those, the uh, video teams probably have a really tight schedule or, or defined schedule. They're mm -hmm. going, yes. point, they're not wandering around, oh, this looks cool. They're going, that their schedule's laid out probably pretty tightly. Do you wander the floor at all? Well, it really depends. I love wandering the floor. I don't get I, to do it. And not commuting to the next meeting. That's not wandering the yeah. floor. Wandering the floor is I have Ugh. a half hour, 45 minutes unstructured no. that I can bump into. Or is it is Sometimes. your time? Okay. It, it depends. So if I take Shop Talk Europe, for example, which we were at earlier this year, we were doing live interviews on the floor. We had a whole podcast booth, so we were interviewing retailers. 
I did not get to walk the floor until 45 minutes before the expo room closed for the entire event. So 45 minutes before the show wrapped was when I got to finally walk the expo floor. And I did meet some, some interesting folks, so I'm glad I had the chance to do that. But it isn't always the case that we get to just wander around. A lot of times, some of the exhibitors will see us with the camera and try to flag us down and get our attention. But no, we are beelining to the next place. We have three minutes to get there. And you know how big Javits is, so it can sometimes take <laughs> 20 minutes to get to the next destination. If you see us and we can't stop, usually we like to say, I'm sorry, we can't stop. And then if we have time, we'll circle back around and hopefully mm -hmm. get to meet up or share a card and hopefully get to meet it later. But there isn't really that much flexibility in the schedule, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And so the big takeaway there for the startup community, which is a theme that's running across Ricardo Belmar's interview, mm -hmm. Greg Music's interview, and the PR and the AR folks, um, you're going to you're going to win or lose NRF probably in November or December. And you cannot yeah. just because you have a booth, even if it's in the innovation lab, you really can't hope you can hope, but you can't expect mm -hmm. a lot of drive by visits from the media or the analyst, or analyst community. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there, there's instances. So team members of our company or other media companies might be in a presentation where a vendor, a solution is showing what they do, or they might be walking around getting some content for social media. So there are instances here and there, and we'd love to continue those conversations after the fact, because Gabriela said, we are booking those limited spots so much early in advance. But what advice would you give a startup to start their smartest kid in the class, brilliant idea, four, four folks putting something together? got to NRF, what advice, or, or, or in the process of getting to NRF, what advice would you give them for interacting with the media? Yeah, well, I would say- Besides pray. The first, <laughs> I would say, to your point, is just really starting to reach out as soon as possible. January is far too late because, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. not only is are we heads down and planning for NRF, we're also catching up with everything that's come in over the holidays because we do take a little bit of a break. We do sleep sometimes, but it's just generally a very busy time in January. So it's really hard to get our attention or anybody else's attention. And then all of the press, if you think we're getting press pitches now, like in January, it's crazy. Like I need to hire yeah. somebody just to sort through all of the press <laughs> pitches because it's overwhelming how many unread emails I have in my inbox right now. Maybe we shouldn't air that part, but it is ridiculous. <laughs> no, you should, because that's the point I'm trying to tell all these, mm -hmm, everyone yeah. is the game and we're getting already a little bit too late, but at least so everyone understands what, what the kind of time pressures that I know I as an analyst are under. And I, uh, up until this conversation, I never really realized I worry about 800 vendors. You're worrying about 30,000 people because mm -hmm. the majority of the folks there are going to be retailers, which are fair game for you. So your, mm -hmm. your patches five times the size of mine. Wow. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say we're talking about how should a startup work with the press. I would say we should also talk about some of the maybe mistakes or how maybe Yeah, I'd love, love to hear the, um, the, the classic mistakes they make and see, yeah. if, see how they make, how those match up to the an classic analyst mistakes. Yeah, well, I would say, like we said, sending out those messages last minute and also sending out that same standard message, that same standard email. Like we said, we get hundreds of emails a day from vendors seeking coverage. And what really grabs my attention is a personalized email or a LinkedIn note. And you're coming in with a story to tell. You're 
sharing some interesting data or a case study, or you are leading in by showcasing how your technology is like truly helping retailers push back some of the challenges that they're facing right now, whether that be from managing store teams or dealing with inventory challenges, as well as like the technologies that are going to help them meet some of the big opportunities that are happening right now. Pretty much like linking yourself to some of those huge trends that we'll be talking about at NRF that we'll be discussing it on everyone's mind. Like those are the things that we want to hear about. So truly like leading in with that as opposed to the same standard email that, I'm sorry, my eyes glaze right across. I, that would be my advice, as well as the flagging us down on the floor. Just ask for a card and we'll talk later or show up at some of those great after hours networking events. because That is a really great time to interact with the press as well, because yeah. even if we can't meet on the floor, that doesn't mean that there isn't post-show coverage that we can work together on. And then another thing I would say is showing up without a plan at all. That's probably the biggest mistake. Showing up to NRF thinking, okay, we're here, so we're good to go. People will be walking by, they'll be interested, and that's enough. There, there really is a way to truly make the most of your experience. And we always recommend video coverage because these exhibitors are spending so much to be there in the first place. Doing a little bit more to ensure that you can actually capture this moment in time and share your presence at NRF with not just the people that are attending NRF, but also with everybody in the world by getting those videos out there in the media and sharing on social channels, I would definitely recommend. Do you use mm -hmm. the NRF Twitter hashtag for research during either before the show or actually during the show? Do you, are you paying attention to what's coming through? Oh, yeah. yeah yes, right. we do. Yeah. For an analyst, I'm watching that probably more than anything just to see I can't say that I'm reading everything in depth, but I'm just seeing what's popping. Is there something, is there a theme coming through? How many times have we seen the word metaverse or, or whatever buzzword? Web3. Um, we, Web3. Yeah, we, that's we one of the big ones, I think, yeah. for next year, for sure. So we probably ought to have a separate show as we get a little closer and like the predictions of what are the 10 most overused words. And yeah. I'm laying <laughs> off with metaverse for sure, but I'm a mm -hmm. big fan. That being said, if you're paying attention to it, I can absolutely say the analyst community is paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. An opportunity for vend for vendors or startups or whatever, mm -hmm. actually, even if even as late as the day of the show, putting content out and maybe on something. And it was really interesting, the idea about not flagging somebody down. I mean, that's a real problem I have too, is because you're commuting from one booth to the next. You're, you're in somebody's booth, okay, browsing. If you're walking down the aisle, you're going somewhere. And I never really thought about just saying, hey, just hand out a card. That's a really good, that's a really good tip. Hey, here's my card and maybe can we talk afterwards or whatever. That's a good idea. I was going to say, even sometimes you might not have your business card, but just making sure you get that LinkedIn connection on the spot and we can always follow up after. And you did mention, Jeff, you know, the hashtag, Yes, I think Rito and a lot of other media companies do look at that hashtag. And we also look at the direct messages. So if you say, hey, somebody can stop by the booth at 2 p.m. later today and that our social team will alert whoever's on site. And if we can stop by, we will. Can't guarantee it'll be with a camera and a microphone ready, but at least right. somebody on the team that is happy to have that conversation and learn about whatever your solution is at the show. Yeah, I'm going to have to admit some of my advice because what I saw, because we were all together at, at Shop Talk or Shop or Grocery Talk or whatever it is. 
grocery <laughs> shop. Grocery shop, yeah. And, grocery shop. And what I noticed, because there's a really well-defined startup community there, and uh, so many of the folks were on their phones. And I, I would walk by and had the, the big analyst badge on, and they're like heads down on the phone. And I'm like, if you're on mm -hmm. booth duty, you got to have your eyes up. But if you're a startup, mm -hmm. these startups are coming to NRF. I mean, it's two people because the booth yeah. isn't really mm -hmm. a booth. It's more just a little podium with a screen. So I probably have to be careful and not chew them up too much if they're down texting somebody to try to get some attention. But if they're looking hopefully, at yeah, if hopefully. they're looking at looking at the sports scores, then that's that's going to be a problem. <laughs> Interesting. So as late as the day of the show, vendors have a chance to engage with you via probably via Twitter or yeah, probably yeah. Twitter. I think is what you're saying. Direct message, point. mention us. Like yeah. we're following all of that. We get all the notifications. Again, can't guarantee a camera yeah. and a microphone to your booth. By at least some type of connection. I'm still a little shocked as I talk to a startup, I pop over to their Twitter feed and how really bare bones it is and how they're following 10 or 15 people. It's like, okay, if I look at the try, uh, try 22, that's 187 people or whatever, 167 people. So that means anybody in retail should at least be following 167 people and probably more like at least four mm -hmm. or 500. I think, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't quite understand how the analyst community, as well as the media community, uses Twitter. It's different from the finance or the the political stuff, which is a bit of a dumpster fire right now. But retail Twitter mm. and tech Twitter, are pretty that's a pretty that's a pretty solid area of research. I pay a lot of attention to that, and so I want that message to you know the startups to really understand. You're leaving a lot on the ground if you don't really clean up your Twitter game and at least follow. Let me and let me ask you both this because as I got into this conversation, somebody didn't realize that we do this. I have 6,000 followers on Twitter. I mm -hmm. pay attention to about 5,900 of them. Mm -hmm. But I always want to, when somebody follows me now, even with all that, I'm not, I'm getting four or five followers a week. I look at them. <laughs> oh, who's following me? It's so clicking on, I'm looking at the, their bio. Maybe it's 30 seconds, whatever. It's the easiest way in the world for the startup communities to begin to put your presence in there by just simply following people. Oh, and having that. Even somebody from the startup community be that spokesperson, right? That talking head, that expert yeah. that really knows how to represent the company and knows how to give that story that gets people's attention. Because like we all know, nobody wants to just hear a pitch or hear, this is my solution and that's it. The end of the story. They want to hear, okay, what was the, what were the core challenges that were solved? Who are the clients that, um, saw the fruits of that labor and all of that. So having somebody that can give that message is really powerful. And obviously social media things can yeah. can blow up and run very quickly if the right people see it. And then what's your yeah. approach to LinkedIn? Do you accept blind connections if they're retail relevant or do you have a tighter policy on that? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I accept pretty much anybody who don't say that. Who, uh, <laughs> don't say that. Trust me. Pretty much. Pretty much. If you're spamming me, if you're going after 50,000 followers or something and you have nothing to do with retail, I'm sorry. I'm not following you back. But if you're yeah. legitimate if in this case, yeah. If, there you go. Adjacent, if, yeah mm -hmm. if they're involved in retail in any way, it's usually an instant acceptance because I want to know who you are yeah. and what you're contributing to the space. And I would even say like that strategy is probably even a little bit better to be engaging with all of the retail influencers on LinkedIn because it's so much more personal and the names, they stand out. So if you're commenting and replying, we're going to remember who you are, be on our radar. And I think that's probably the same for all of the Tri members as well. Yeah. What I really like about how you lay out the whole Tri concept is that you have our Twitter handles and our LinkedIn connections right there. So you can just go through that document and just follow. I wouldn't say necessarily go out of your way just to follow everyone, but if you're in retail, 
that's a pretty legitimate list. I think the other thing you made a good point about is it just try to customize it just a bit. Sorry. Hey, I saw you said this or something, would love to follow or follow up. Yes, it takes a couple of minutes. I had I had a request from a, a company, a European company to pop on the pod. It'll be dropping pretty soon. And the person that reached out had actually, is brilliant, is a beautiful letter. I asked permission to share that at some point with, because it's so well done. He had gone through and looked at my Twitter profile and immediately figured out I'm a 49er fan. Because not that mm -hmm. I'm like screaming about it, but I mean, we've had some big plays this year. So he pops mm -hmm. in, he, he mentioned something about he'd been through the Bay Area and you go to the 49ers. Wow. Okay. Somebody's actually immediately, that just went from a pile of hundred to a pile of one. And it was, first of all, the letter was beautifully written, beautifully written. And uh, it really wasn't, it really wasn't cut and paste because it couldn't be because it was really relevant to that. Now, I'm not saying everyone needs to spend probably at least an hour that it took him, but if you're trying to get somebody's attention, spend a little bit of time and just try to customize something. Now you got to be careful and I don't know, not be overbearing or whatnot, but man, that sure worked for me. It was just so beautifully done. That's really smart. I had someone do that. They were a new parent and they saw that on my, I think on my Twitter that I have a young son and he was like, I saw you have a toddler. I'm a new parent. What are your recommendations on how I can survive this first year? And I was like, well, I have to respond. Oh yeah. You're like, how long do I have to write this message? Exactly. So I, I too appreciate those messages mm. that are personalized and not just the same candy email coming through. Cause those are the things that really get your attention and make you want to, oh, who is this person? They're really taking the time and effort to actually know who I am, try to work together instead of just seeing whoever bites and being fine with that. They're really yeah. putting the intention and effort. And to me, that says, okay, they really want to work with Rethink Retail. Let's give them an ear. Yeah. And boy, it's the same on the mm -hmm. animal side too. It's just uh, the term that I kept hearing, I'm hearing, I certainly believe it. I'm hearing it. I heard it from Greg. I definitely heard it from Ricardo and some other analysts I've talked to is the word relationship. Yep. I'm careful. I'm careful how I say that, but I mean, it, most of us have been in, most of us have been in this business for multiple, not years, most of us, at least, at least the analyst crew decades. And so you don't do that by just drive by meetings or whatnot. You do that by getting to know people. And as a startup begins to try to expand in the industry, you want to start thinking about relationships more than contacts and mm -hmm. you know, how you do that. Well, you get to know somebody, you, you mm -hmm. be, you know, civil and there's rules of engagement and you just follow those and then, uh, and then go from there. It's a skill and it's challenging for the startups because they're spending a bunch of money. They've been focused on trying to get a product out. They're working crazy hours. And then all of a sudden there's this new situation they have to be in, but boy, that's how you mm -hmm. become successful for sure. No, in, in those relationships, it's where you learn the most. It's when you're introduced to the people that can really elevate what you're doing from a personal angle and from a professional angle. So definitely agree. Now, how do you approach the evening activities? I've always joked that I should really work the swing in the graveyard shifts at NRF. Unfortunately, <laughs> I work the day swing in graveyard shift, but I put a lot of value in the evening activities. Are you guys on deadline? You're trying to get something published that day, or can you take advantage of what NRF has to offer? Yeah, I would say it's a little bit of both. A lot of the times we're publishing content same day, a lot of social content. And then sometimes we do live podcast interviewing at the show and we'll try to get those out same day. So we'll be vigorously like editing or typing something out, getting something sent off so that we can go to our hotel room and change and go out for the night. We're on deadlines, but then we also make time to go out and network and connect with our community members and just have a little fun too. Awesome. Is there any one particular mm -hmm. event in the evening that you're really, really dialing in on? Well, yeah. Well, 
Now we that you mention the... it. That would be the official softball. <laughs> what event would that be? <laughs> so the can't miss event is the Rethink Retail Bash. The team is so excited. The, the past couple of years with NRF, things have been different, either virtual or much smaller scale. But we have the Rethink Retail Bash. It's going to be the can't miss cocktail hour. Monday, January 16th during NRF week. And you keep talking about our communities and they are so important to us. So they are the special guests, the top retail influencers and the global retail leaders. So we're excited. We're going to do the annual induction of the members. Some of them are returning members, new members of those executives, analysts, educators, experts, and all of that. But if we're talking to the startup community and how they can be involved, sponsorship of this event will really elevate highlight their spot as like a visionary and up-and-comer in the space being in this party you will be in the room with the most influential people so we're very excited and it is invite only so it is a secret location it's secret location don't try to squeeze it out of me I, nope. I nope i'm taking that one to the grave if i have to so let me amplify what you're what you just said natalie because yes i go to a ton of of events in the evenings and many of them are very busy and very crowded and not really, to be honest, not really high value for me because there's so many people, none of which are necessarily really I'm interested in. The thing that I'm really excited about your event is everyone in that room is going to be interesting. If you're mm -hmm. trying to make noise in the industry, if you're trying to understand patterns, behaviors, if you're a startup in that is by definition in the common commentary space or in the, I don't know, education space. So man, mm -hmm. that, that, that really should be a fantastic time. I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, we're very excited, very excited. And I will say, so if you do want to learn more about the party, how you can be involved, you can go to rethink.industries slash bash 2023. Yep, sounds good. And then I think you're also, I'm going to see you Saturday morning then. I think it's Super Saturday, correct? Yes, yes, yeah. we're very excited. We're very excited for Retail ROI. Again, like last year, that was virtual. Now we're all going to be in person. Rethink Retail will have a panel looking at the trends of the new year, 2023. And we're excited. We'll be on stage with some of our top retail influencers. We'll be with Ron, Christine, and Deb and talking trends and getting questions from the audience. So looking forward to that event, definitely. So is Ron going to be driving his trailer? Is he parking it like out in the Javits <laughs> parking lot or is he flying in or what? what? It might be on stage. Oh, we might be man. sitting in it. No, I, I don't I, know. I'm, but it's going to be a good time anyways. He's actually doing that for Shop Talk. Oh. He'll have the trailer there. And yeah, and they'll be, yeah, I'm so excited. It's so cool. Every podcast host just looks <laughs> at those pictures and just drools. That is the coolest setup I've ever seen in my life. I got to go head to head with them on an award. And I'm, forget it. It's vote for Ron. There's not even a question. Just the podcast studio alone. Come on. That's Fantastic. So cool. As we wrap up, any, uh, any last advice for the startup community? These are the people that are driving a ton of innovation, are working their tails off, but probably haven't put as much focus on the marketing aspect of the game. What final words of encouragement would you, get, would you have for them? Yeah, I would just say start planning now. Really think about your, the coverage that you want to, uh, that you want to glean at the, at the event. Start thinking about video coverage how you can make the most of that, whether it be working with a full-scale production team like Rethink Retail, or even if it's just having someone on the crew who's live streaming and tweeting and their whole function is social media at the event. Um, and if you do want to get in touch with us, we 
are doing live coverage at the show. So I would say get in touch. You can reach out to me directly and also just follow Rethink Retail on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, or even over at TikTok and see what kind of news and stories that we cover. And that should give you a good idea of what we're interested in. And uh, make sure you reach out and comment, and I think that'll get you noticed. Yeah. Also, tell us that you heard us on uh, on Jeff's show. There you go. Um, send us an email. Let it, us know. There you and, go. Uh, Five we'll star get rating too. Please, you can subscribe. <laughs> Smash the like button. I think yeah. inside the, uh, the Zoomers are saying it. Well, hey, thanks, thanks so much. I think those were some excellent words of uh, advice. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get to sunny New York City in January. My NRF starts, I don't know when yours does, mine starts Friday morning at the B&H photo store two hours before it shuts down at noon and then off to the races. So I really love looking, that B&H. Oh. Uh, Every year. <laughs> Every year I don't plan to go to B&H. Have but to. Somehow Come on. I end up there like seven different times running there from the Javits Center. Man. Great location. It's I, been my savior so many times. The only time I get there, I can get there in this schedule because they shut down from Friday night to Saturday and then Saturdays we're off to the races. So now I've, I'm actually coming into New York. Don't tell my wife this. I'm coming to New York a day early so I can hit that Friday morning. So I get the, I get, I'll be there right when they open up and just walk in and look at all that cool stuff and dream and it's all good stuff. <laughs> Hey, well, thanks again for the time. Cannot wait for Monday night. I think that's going to be just an amazing party and uh, looking forward to it. Thanks, Jeff. Likewise. Uh, Thank to... you so much. Thanks, Jeff. Can't wait to see you. Can't wait to see you in January. Sounds yeah, good. super excited. See you in New York City. See you then.